first, though, I wanted to get uh, some more information on a story that came out earlier this week that, you know, it makes perfect sense. If you think about it for just a second, uh, it was announced that hundreds of thousands of high school students in Canada are going to be given training on how to respond to someone overdosing on opioids, including on how to inject naloxone, which is the drug that... um, reverses the effects of the overdose. If you think about it, I mean, for years, you know, high school kids have been taught first aid and they've changed that over time. CPR has been added. How to work a defibrillator has been added. Now the first aid education will include opioid overdose recognition and treatment, including, as we said, how to administer naloxone. Well, good reason for that, I would think. But to find out, we're going to chat now with um, Sandra Clark, who is the executive director at ACT Foundation, the Advanced Coronary Treatment Foundation, who's behind this program. Sandra, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. So we're talking specifically about opioid overdoses, but in its simplest terms, it's just another component to first aid training that's been around for some time, right? That's exactly right. Uh, But first I wanted to say, we're not going to be teaching students in how to inject naloxone, but we are going to be teaching students in how to use nasal right. naloxone. Yeah, administer spray, would be a better way of putting it. it. That's right, yeah, because the nasal naloxone spray is so easy to use. And yes, with the ACT Foundation, we're a charitable foundation that sets up CPR and related training in high schools across the country, free for schools, free for students. And the model is to train the teachers to be able to teach their students. And to date, we set it up in over 1,800 high schools, including Alberta high schools, and over 4.8 million students have been trained by their teachers. Now, adding the how to respond in, to, in, in a suspected opioid overdose is, is a next step because the students are already taught what to do if they find someone who is unresponsive and not breathing. They're taught to call 911 quickly. They're taught to perform CPR. And now they will be taught how to also administer nasal naloxone spray if they have it on hand or someone has it to help save a life. And you know what? If you think about it for just just a second, Sandra, the the chances of a of a high school kid, you know, out at a party or even you know at school, even whatever the case may be, the chances of them encountering someone who's had an opioid overdose are infinitely higher than somebody who's suffered a heart attack. Right? I mean, this is it's more likely that they're going to encounter this. Well, what I would say is that um, we know from Health Canada statistics that young Canadians aged 15 to 24 years of age are the fastest growing population requiring hospital care from opioid overdoses. And what we're doing is we want to help empower students so they can take, it's like adding another uh, life-saving skill to their life-saving toolbox. So they can take these skills to their present and future communities and families. So if they witness someone at a party in trouble, if they witness an adult in trouble, if they witness a child in trouble, they will be able to respond. Uh, Previously, it was the CPR and the AED, now giving them one more skill in case they witness an opioids overdose. They'll know what to do. So the training itself, what will entail? I mean, do they... It's not diagnosing an overdose, but how do you determine that that's, that administering naloxone is the right course of action? What, what does the training entail? What does it look like? Yeah. So the students 
to learn what are from their teachers what are opioids and how do opioid overdoses happen. They'll learn what is naloxone and how does it work. Uh, they'll learn about recognizing a suspected opioid overdose and responding. And in terms of recognizing this, the training is really focusing on an emergency. That if you uh, come upon someone and they are unresponsive and they're not breathing, you do what you've been taught in your CPR training. And then if there is suspicion of an opioid overdose and you can look and see if there's drug paraphernalia around, if it's at a party and there is, you're at a party and there is that, or you can ask people. But if there is a suspicion of an opioid overdose, then you'll, you'll know you've already called 911, you've already started CPR if the person is unresponsive and not breathing, and you'll know you can also administer naloxone if you have it available. And then whatever follow-up is necessary after that, right? Yes, and yes, and also you've called 911. The program emphasizes, like for CPR, like for any other emergency, the first thing you do is call 911 and get, so EMS is coming, they're on the way, and EMS will know that with a citizen giving response in the first few minutes, that that significantly increases the person's chance of survival. Um, and like like you've mentioned, it's the teachers. You don't actually train the, the, the kids. I mean, obviously, that that's where it ends up. But you'd go through the teachers. Do the teachers sign up for this? Is this voluntary? How does it work? And, and what kind of training do they get in order to teach the kids? So the training is voluntary, and the training for the students will be voluntary. And what we do is we uh, we bring in local CPR agencies so the instructor trainers can train the teachers in a one-day teacher training workshop. And we're just starting in Alberta, so the teacher training workshops will approach be approaching schools and offering it to them. And if they're interested in adding the opioid overdose uh, response training onto the CPR program they're already delivering, then we will work with them to set up a teacher training workshop one day to train the teachers in how to t- in the skills themselves, and then how mm-hmm. to uh, train the students. So it is uh, the teachers. Though I will say, we ran a pilot in Ottawa uh, back in 2019 of the opioid overdose response training, involving four high schools, 15 teachers, and 186 students, and it was an overwhelming success. The teachers thought that this was important, and they found that the students wanted to know how to respond, and the results from the students showed the majority of students thought this was important training. It should be taught as part of their CPR training. They had The majority had never learned how to use naloxone nasal spray after the training. They felt that they could use it in an emergency, and the majority noted that they felt confident to respond, that they, they the empowerment of now with these, this enhanced training, that they could help save a life in a suspected opioid overdose response. So we've seen... Uh, We've just seen such positive response from teachers and students uh, in the pilot. And as we roll out the program and offer it to schools, we're seeing just a wonderful response because it's simple training. It can be seamlessly added to what the students are already being taught with the CPR training. And uh, people realize that it's important. Absolutely. And and unfortunately, we're we're living at a time where it's it's so commonplace now, too, that uh, it's it's just going to be another... Uh, group of people out there that can possibly save some lives, and uh, and what's wrong with that, Sandra? It makes perfect sense to me. 
It makes perfect sense, and the students want to be empowered. The teachers want to teach them in life-saving skills. And with the growing opioid over with the growing opioid crisis, we all uh, across Canada, we all have a role to play. And so, I would also urge you know the public to get trained. Get trained in yeah. CPR. It's easy. It's widely available. The training and uh, and now with more and more CPR courses, the over- opioid overdose response training is part of the course. So, yeah. get trained. Excellent yeah. idea, Sandra. Thank you so much. Thank you. That is Sandra Clark, who is the executive director at ACT Foundation. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone. And for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.